0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com
2: after a while all of my strength was
3: gone
2: Oh nobody was around I called on my family Oh some of them couldn't be found Just when I had to depend on Jesus I had to lean on him I had to call on him And he answered my prayer, can I get a witness? Won't he answer prayer this evening? Won't he answer prayer this evening? Have you cried, Jesus? Oh, loud, loud. I just want to let you know, don't worry, because he's there. He's there.
1: As we stand on the brink of a new year, I invite you to pause and ponder a profound truth. The power to shape this year lies not in the hands of chance, but in the fervent prayers we lift to heaven. If you believe that God can make a difference in your life today, let us stand together in faith. I will pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Today, we embrace the transformative power of prayer in manifesting a year filled with blessings, breakthroughs, and divine favor. Friends, as we stand at the threshold of a new year, Let's remember an enduring truth. Every great journey begins with a single step, and our journey through this year starts with prayer. Let's turn our hearts to the infinite wisdom of God's Word, drawing inspiration from Psalm 40, which vividly reminds us of the Lord's faithfulness in hearing our cries and lifting us out of despair. Picture David, the author of Psalm 40 waiting patiently for the Lord. He cries out from the depths, and God in his boundless mercy not only hears but acts, setting David's feet upon a rock, making his steps secure. This imagery isn't just for David. It's for us, too, as we seek a good year ahead. It's a promise that when we call out, God listens, and he acts. In this new year, Let's remember that prayer isn't just about asking. It's about aligning our hearts with God's heart. When we pray, we are not just sending wishes into the void. We are engaging in a profound conversation with our Creator. Prayer is the bridge that connects our earthly concerns with God's heavenly power. Consider the words of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, where the Lord declares... For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. These aren't empty words. They are a divine assurance that God has a plan for each of us. As we pray for a good year, we are tapping into that divine blueprint, seeking guidance on how to align our steps with his grand plan Our prayers for a good year should also be a reflection of our gratitude. We should approach God with thankfulness in our hearts, acknowledging the blessings of the past year, even amidst trials. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, which instructs us to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus gratitude opens our hearts to God's new blessings. As we pray for a good year, let's also pray for wisdom. James 1 verse 5 tells us that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This wisdom is crucial as we navigate the challenges and opportunities that the new year brings. In praying for a good year, let's not forget to pray for others. Galatians 6 verse 2 teaches us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. When we intercede for others, our own hearts grow in, in compassion and empathy, qualities that are essential for a fulfilling year. Let's also commit to being agents of peace and love in the new year. In Matthew 5, verses 9, Jesus calls the peacemakers blessed, for they will be called children of God. Let us aim to be instruments of his peace in a world that desperately needs it. Remember, our prayers for a good year are not just for material blessings, but for spiritual growth and strength. Ephesians 3, verse 16, prays that God may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Let's seek this inner strength to face whatever the year may bring. Finally, let us pray with faith, believing that God hears us. Mark 11, verse 24, says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours As we pray for a good year, let's do so with confidence, trusting in God's unfailing love and power. As we embark on this new year, let these prayers be our guide and our comfort. Let's step forward in faith, knowing that the God who heard and delivered David is the same God who walks with us today. Let's pray with hope, with gratitude and with a heart open to God's will. Let this year be a testament to the power of prayer in shaping our lives and the world around us. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer you may also listen to this prayer daily as you build your faith and come in agreement. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Heavenly Father, the Alpha and the Omega. I come before you with a heart full of thanksgiving and praise. You are the Creator of all things, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Your power and glory Fill the heavens and the earth. In this moment of prayer, I thank you for your endless love, for the breath of life, and for the countless blessings you have given to me. Lord, I acknowledge your faithfulness and thank you for your unwavering presence in my life. I am grateful for all the times you have guided me, lifted me, and provided for my needs. Thank you for all you have done for me in the past year and for all that you are about to do. Thank you for the peace you bring to my heart and the joy that comes from knowing you. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for my sins and shortcomings. I also extend forgiveness to those who have trespassed against me, releasing any bitterness or resentment in my heart. Lord, as I embark on the journey of this year, I seek your divine guidance and wisdom. Enlighten my path, Lord, and grant me the discernment to make choices that honor you. Help me to recognize your voice amid the noise of the world and to follow your lead with confidence and trust. As I face decisions and challenges, guide my thoughts and actions. I pray for health and strength for myself and my loved ones Lord be our shield and buckler protecting us from illness and harm cover us in our comings and goings and lead us away from temptation let your healing anointing flow through our bodies minds and spirits for by the stripes of Jesus we are healed in the powerful name of Jesus I declare health and vitality over my life, and I rebuke every form of sickness, disease, pain, and discomfort, trusting in your healing power. Gracious Father, I ask for your provision and prosperity. Open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Lord, provide for my needs according to your riches in glory, and grant success to the work of my hands. I declare in the name of Jesus that this day and this year will be marked by your favor and abundance in my life. I rebuke lack and scarcity, trusting in your promise to supply all my needs. Lord, in your mighty name, I pray for breakthroughs in every area of my life trusting in your power to open doors no one can shut and to make a way where there seems to be no way in a world that can often feel chaotic and stressful i seek your peace and joy lord fill my heart with a peace that surpasses understanding and a joy that is unspeakable in every situation Help me to rest in your sovereignty and trust in your good plans for my life. I declare peace over my mind and joy in my heart, knowing that these gifts come from you. I pray for love and harmony in all my relationships. Guide my interactions and let them be seasoned with grace and kindness. Heal any rifts and misunderstandings and help me to build bridges of forgiveness and understanding. In the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit of discord and release unity and love in my family, friendships and work relationships. Lord, protect me from all harm and evil. Be my refuge and my fortress, a strong tower I can run to for safety. Deliver me from all powers of darkness, from all destruction, and all the fiery darts of the wicked. Guard me against the attacks of the enemy, and let no evil befall me or my dwelling. Surround me with your angels, and let your presence be a shield around me. Lord, as I open my heart to you, cleanse me and fill me with your Holy Spirit, Awaken my spiritual consciousness and bring me to full spiritual maturity. Father, increase the measure of my faith and help me to bear fruit in keeping with your will and divine purpose. Strengthen me in my inner being through your Holy Spirit and let my life reflect your love and goodness. I declare that this year will be a season of spiritual awakening and growth as I draw closer to you. Use me, Lord, as an instrument of your peace and love. Let my words and actions bring hope and encouragement to those around me. I pray that my life will be a testimony of your grace, shining your light in dark places. In the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit of fear and declare boldness courage and a sound mind Lord as I say this prayer together with everyone listening I am grateful for every heart that is humbled before you right now we come in agreement knowing that where two or three are gathered in your name you are there in our midst we pray for each other asking that your blessings healing protection be upon us. In unity, we claim victory over the challenges we face, declare healing for our bodies and minds, and thank you for your constant protection. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Deliver us, Lord, from all accidents and negative incidents through your grace and mercy. We are blessed in our coming in and blessed in our going out. In the name of Jesus, everything is working for us and not against us. We declare that your goodness and mercy shall follow us each day. We are grateful that you may all the good difference in our lives. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you are blessed by this prayer...
4: My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The Wolf is at the Door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today, God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation help us Lord as a church never to back away from truth help us to go forward and let it fall where it may and we thank you for it in Jesus name The wolf is at the door Isaiah chapter 53 prophet Isaiah says these words who has believed our report beginning at verse 1 and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or crumbliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had... They had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it and they they loved to parade among the people as Jesus said and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also too they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. A matter of fact it was so narrow that Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple, defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes, he's he's not got boxes on his forehead, he's not walking around with tassels on his arms, he's not parading like some rooster before the people talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist, do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that, are, that are, God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of Religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving this scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised and we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who've opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven giving them false peace when they're not at peace with god the apostle paul said in 1 corinthians 5:17 anyone is in christ he or she is a new creation the old things are what passed away and behold all things are become new if if we are in christ if christ is in us That means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and by his beating, as it is that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing, are broken, and we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer. Leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He he didn't hold back as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20 verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore I testify to you this day I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says for this I know that after my departure. Savage wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things. To draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years. I did not cease to warn everyone. He said day and night with Tears, Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour this sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need, and God is a God of love, and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God, nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage in, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. Sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to. The the man or woman you are married to will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God. Unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals. Nor sodomites. In other words, that's both. Men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma in a sense uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. <laughs> Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around and you can, there's a death certificate and the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. And it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. you can adorn it with flowers you can get a certificate from city hall you you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it but the wages of sin is still death you can't change that now listen i'll be called a hater for for this message today i understand that but i'm not a hater if i hated you i'd let you go to hell if i hated you i'd let you die in your sin If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. <laughs> Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? (laughs) Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning. But you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing and and this foolishness. I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. Nor revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said, revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you I love that would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today such were some of you but you are sanctified that means you are set apart for the kingdom of God you are you you honestly repented you walked away you moved away from what God's word says is wrong you can't make it right you can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church. Demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say, without penalty. What I'm saying today are are over. If If they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10... I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves, because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in let me say it clearly now abortion for the cause of birth control or or so that people I understand there are extenuating circumstances so please don't misquote me on this but for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin in the sight of a holy God It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state And the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the Word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the King watched it. We will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety, more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin, I plead with you while there's still time, turn. Turn from it and trust God for the strength. I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say, you don't know how deep the bondage is. You don't know how powerful the draw is. No, I don't, but I know the spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage as I pray for you that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God, but they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're gonna sing and for just a few moments, We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people to say, "Oh God, help me, please, to turn from this thing in my life." I don't have to tell you what it is; you already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God. Help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off. Get me out of the seat of the scornful. And help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice. And put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God, help me not to cower under the fear. Of the repercussions that will come all of our way you know I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him and essentially what he would say if he were standing here is you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation if it's just about preserving yourself you'll flee When the enemy comes, if it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all, not judging anyone, we leave that to God, but reaching as far as we can reach into this massive fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known, and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you. In the campus churches, step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. I-
0: that oh, that a great prayer for this new year, the entire year, January 2, December 31st of 2024. And we heard this song by Bessie Goodman, The Holy Hills of Heaven Calls Me. Today, I'm looking at the topic, and the topic says the truth sets and makes free. That's the topic for today. And as we're continuing into this new year, we need to remember these things because along the way, many times, uh, by the time March come, we're sidetracked. April come, we own on something else. We started out in January saying we was going to do this, this, and that. And by the time the fourth month rolled around, we have forgotten what we said. We're back to old things and all of this. But this morning, again, the truth sets and makes free. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries. And I come to you live each weekday mornings, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is January the 3rd, 2024. We are one month and <laughs> three days into this new year, and we thank God for it. Oh, yeah, we thank God that he blessed us not only to come into the new year on January 1st, but we've made it to the 3rd. And this year we're standing still knowing that Jehovah is God. Yeah, this is what we're doing in this new year. We're walking by faith and not by sight. We're studying our Bible more. We're we're praying more. And we're not praying just for stuff and things. Lord, I need more money. Lord, I need a better house, a bigger house. Lord, I need a car, better transportation. But we're praying for spiritual things because when our ways please him, there's nothing he won't do for us. When our ways please God, he see you need a better car, here come the car. Your ways pleasing him, you need a bigger house because you've outgrown the one you live in. Here's the door open for you to get a bigger house. And many times we look at credit, we look at our job, our income. God is not interested, but the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. You have not because you ask not. Yeah, I'm asking God for everything that I need, everything that I want, according to his will. Because without him, I can do nothing. And I know people think they go to work, they make a paycheck, they pay their bills. But without God, you would not be able to do any of that. So when I need something else, I ask him for it. I ask him for uh, the house that I'm living in. I ask God for it. He gave it to me. I asked for the truck I drive. Asking for it, he gave it to me. I asked for more income. He gave it to me. I asked for money to help others in my ministry. He sent people. Irene, Jerry. <laughs> Brother George West Perry. Yeah, Brother Louis even. He sent people, Brother Jermaine, different ones, to help me, Brother Anthony, to go on and do what I need to do for others. Yeah, not, it's just a Dr. Goodman. Not everybody is a cheerful giver. Some people come to get. They don't come to give. They come to be a part, but they never give anything that when they do come again, you'll be here. They don't consider that. They come after what they're after, but God is faithful. And we pray for the non-givers, the, the non cheerful givers even. We pray for these people because they made a start with God but they're not going all the way. They're going some of the way and they're going to do some of what the Bible says, but not as much as possible. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning that he's yet a gracious and merciful and kind God, loving. He know his thoughts towards us, nothing evil. And in his ending, he's going to bring us to an expected end. And that's a wonderful thing. So today we're jumping right in. The truth sets and makes free. The truth sets and makes one free. Yeah, The believer is taught Who the Son sets free is free indeed Jesus is the Son of the true and living God Jesus is the way, truth and life If we have Jesus, we are no longer bound to our flesh Because in the flesh, it is lies and bondage Look at it, Jesus set free And he is the truth Hallelujah, hallelujah Thank you Jesus Okay, area code 480, coming at you right now. Good morning, God bless you, how are you?
5: Good morning mama, greetings in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don G and CEO. Happy New Year to everybody in the sound of my voice. I bring blessings, tidings, and to the Holy Spirit of God. It's already here, but I'm coming to let you know I am here. Happy New
0: Year. All right, God bless you, Happy New Year Don. <laughs> So we're moving right along. We're moving right along. We're going to look at John. I call it Saint John. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. So I'm looking there, and I'm looking at John chapter 8. And we're going to read down, and we'll begin to talk about some stuff. If you know anything about the, the scribes and the Pharisees, you know that these people... They were against the truth. They were against Jesus. They had their own rules and regulations according to what they believe Moses taught, the Old Testament ways. Jesus come to set them free. They don't want the freedom. They wanted to hold on. And we have many people like that today. They want to hold on to traditions, and traditions are hard, and they're not keeping it properly. But they want to hold on to it. They want to take the word and bash others with it, according to the Old Testament, when Jesus came to set us free. And we're not bound to one set of rules. He took the Ten Commandments and gave us two. And if we do the two, we did the whole ten. So in John chapter 8, at verse 1, it says this, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Did you hear that? Taught them. Verse 3 says, And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, verse 4 says, They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery, in the very act. See, because you got to always remember, no matter what you do, no matter how you're living according to the scriptures, no matter how you're obeying God, it's always somebody want to come and prove you to not be a godly man or a godly woman. It's always somebody want to come and tell you about somebody else's deeds to get your reactions in hope that they can accuse you of something. Yeah, It's not about them uh, being for what's right. It's about them coming <laughs> to see if they can prove you wrong. Yeah, if they can let your good be evil spoken of. So this is what they're doing to Jesus right here. They're bringing this woman, accusing her, to see what he would have to say about what Moses said. Moses, we're talking about this is the son of God. Moses can't hold a candle to Jesus. Why is that, Barbara? Moses never suffered, hung, bled, or died for anybody. Moses was not the son of the true and living God, Jehovah, that have all power. Moses was a servant sent by God, chosen to do some things, some works unto God. But Jesus and God, they are one. The Father and the Son, they are one. So you telling me what Moses said, no, that won't work, because Jesus said, hallelujah, the one that have all power said. What Moses said, it, it, it carried what he said that God said. What he said that God put into place, that's what carried weight. But what Moses was and who Moses was, that really didn't carry a whole lot of weight because he was not the son of the true and living God that have all power. And a lot of times people get caught up into the Old Testament and to all that stuff. And they, they're all off track and they're all messed up and they're against women preachers and all of this. The, 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 Mary was the first woman to carry the word. But these are the kind of men that have problems with women. They've been abused some type of way in their childhood by a woman. And they see women as property, they see women as something they can use. Because when we get up, we don't get up in our flesh, we get up in God. So when you see the man or the true woman of God, the true man of God teaching the truth, it's not them. It's Jesus. It's God in them that's speaking out to bless us. Yeah. So I can't hold nothing to man. I appreciate your obedience. Yeah, I appreciate your obeying God. I love you as a brother or sister in Christ, but I can't bow down and worship you. And if what you're telling me is not according to scripture, I can't go with that either, because it's not your word that will keep save me and keep me, but it's the word of God. Again, this morning, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. So look now, these scribes and Pharisees done brought this woman, uh, and she was taking an adultery. And uh, when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken an adultery in the very act. Here we go. Verse 5. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what says thou? Yeah. See, they they, they come in with foolishness, with nonsense. They try to trap him. Verse 6 says, this they said tempting him, you see, that they may have uh, to accuse, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. He stooped down and was writing in the dirt something. And he acted like he didn't hear a word that they had said because he knew. And see, that's us. We need discernment so we will know. We're praying in 2024 for discernment so that we'll know the difference. Between God and, well, good and evil I'm going to put it to you that way Maybe people can understand it better But I want to know the difference between God, my flesh, and the devil I want to know the difference I want to know when is God moving me When is my flesh trying to move me Or when is the devil coming in to try and get me To do something wrong against the will of God to tempt me I want to know the difference So we praying for discernment so when they continued asking him, verse 7, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. Huh? Many times we have accused other people of things. God forbid we find a preacher that done drunk a glass of wine. We already done condemned him to hell. Don't don't let us know that he's married and some woman is walking and he picked a woman up to give her a ride. He's already condemned to be an adulterer and we don't know what the situation is. But Jesus telling all of us, he that is without sin among us, let him cast a stone at her. If you never did nobody wrong, if you never did no wrong in your life, if you never told a lie, you never fornicated, you never got drunk, today you never smoked weed, you never snorted cocaine, you never sold dope, you never laid with people, different people that you wasn't married to, cast the first stone. Let me tell y'all something. People have their own imagination, especially church folks, and there's a difference between church folks and the people of God. There's a great difference. Church folks do it how they want to do it, how they feel, how they think. The people of God do it according to God's word. Now, that's the truth today. And if they find anything out about you that they think is wrong, like these folks did according to Moses, Another thing, we don't know what people pray is. We don't know what people praying about to be delivered from. I've seen a preacher, and he came down through the church, through the sanctuary, puffing on his cigar. He was the pastor. Came on out of church, got in his car, and went on to where he was going. Now, those that knew him said nothing. Those that did not know him. Oh, it was a big caruckers. He smoked cigars. But check this out. You gossiping. He's smoking a cigar and you gossiping. What's the difference in that? Somebody tell me. It's not what go in the man that defiled him, but it's what comes out of him. Now, that cigar smoke, the smoke was going to come out. But that gossiping, that came from your heart. You can't get that out. You got to go to God for him to deliver you. So they have, they they they, they list a, a, a do not sin. Yes, yeah, these are the list of things that they don't think that people should be doing. But when you turn around and look at them, they're doing things that nobody should be doing. But you can't tell them that. They get offended. But I'm the one to offend you. I'm the one to offend you. Get your heart right. Get that beam out of your eye, then so you see better how to get the mope out of your brother's eye. So we're on down to eight now. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. He told him he let us without sin among you, let him cast First, cast a stone at her, and now he stooped back down and began to beat on the ground again. Verse nine says, "And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the least, and Jesus was left alone, and a woman standing in the midst." Let me tell you, that's what God can do for you. I know they said this, that, and the other about you. I know on the job they call you a holy roller and all these different names. But let me tell you, God will come to your rescue. He will fix it for you. Because he see you striving. He see you struggling. He see you going through. You've been asking him to deliver you from this. He didn't do it yet because he's leaving it. If you can understand for his glory. And somebody said, no, he won't. Oh, but yes, he will. See, because what we go through is not for us. It's for those we are going to witness to. (laughs) I can tell you some things. Yeah. So look, they left him alone and the woman was standing there. And verse 10 says, when Jesus said, up himself he saw none but the woman he didn't see nobody else but the woman that was accused of adultery he said unto her woman where are thy those that thine accusers has no man condemned thee where these people at that was accusing you they they're not going they're not condemning you they didn't stone you uh 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 nobody did that to you verse 11 says, she said no man lord and Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now you heard what he told her, right? Go and sin no more. Now I know you did this thing. I got your accusers away from you, and I don't hold nothing against you. I forgive you. We come about the son of the true and living God telling this woman this. Go and sin no more. Don't keep doing it now. I'm not going to keep forgiving when I'm telling you, don't do it no more. And you knew better in the beginning, but you chose to obey your flesh. But this morning, I'm telling you to go but sin no more. Don't keep doing this. Don't keep fornicating. Don't keep doing adulterous. Don't keep lying. Don't keep getting high. Don't keep getting drunk. Don't keep doing wrong things. And nobody really has to tell us our sins. We already know what we're doing. But God loves us, and the preacher is supposed to love you too. He's supposed to love you out of your sins. And how he loves you out of your sins, he wraps arms around you, and he tell you what the word of God says. And he gives you a choice. If you want to live for God, these are the things we need to work on. These are the things we need to pray and ask God to deliver us from. These are the things we need to make our mind up so we have a well-made-up mind that we don't want to do these things because it's against God and his word. Because every sin, whether you know it or not, whether you read it or not, every sin brings forth something bad. Adultery, I mean fornication—you sinning against your own body. AIDS, this, that, and the other come up. Children that you don't want, all kind of stuff. Lying, cheating—all of these other things we do—it bring up some other stuff too, and go beyond that. That—that's just a sin because it comes against you. Yeah. So he told her to go and sin no more. And verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. But you got to be in him. And many think they are in him, but they are not because they came. They didn't come with a well-made-up mind. They felt some kind of way. In church that Sunday, they went to the altar. But every day the word of God should condemn us. It should make us want to get in a better place with God. It shouldn't keep us in the same place. And we should come out of judging others. We should come out talking about other people's sin. The only way you want to talk about it is talk about it with them and we praying together. You pray for mine and I pray for yours. But many people scared to go and speak their sin. Because judgmental people take the Bible and beat them. Brother Lance, I told you the other day, Brother Lance said he would have to go and many people went to the church and when they needed prayer, they said, I have a spoken, unspoken prayer request. Unspoken. Because I'm not going to tell y'all my business and y'all going to get together and judge me. And when you see me, y'all looking at me some type of way. Now, I'm not about to do that. (laughs) He said... The last time he had to go to that altar because he got busted in the hotel room with the woman, but it wasn't man that busted him out. God spoke to him through the TV. Oh, he didn't worry about an unspoken request, I think he told me. He just went on in there. He said that the mothers got him on that altar and had him drink. Yeah. So we need to be careful. Then say Jesus again unto them saying I'm the light of the world. He the me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. We can have a good life. We can have the light of life because we're allowing the spirit of God and the word of God to lead and guide us in the direction that we should go in. A safe direction. And that We are full of love. We found more love because God is love. And what we're doing is we see others in need. We don't see a drug abuser uh, uh, as a crackhead, a geek monster. That's not what we see. We don't see uh, the alcoholic, the alcohol abuser as an alcoholic. We don't see that. We see they're in dire straits. And we want to pray for them from a sincere heart that God would deliver because he's able. And show them love. Verse 13 says, the Pharisees therefore said unto him, thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Now, that's what they told Jesus. They didn't even know who they was talking to. Come out of record. they looking at the books of Moses. they looking at the Old Testament. God sent his son because nobody was able to have pure blood, spotless, blameless, blemishless. So he found his son who was in the beginning. He was the word. And we know the word of God is true. So he took his son and made it flesh. And send him to dwell among men. And Jesus got to see what we go through. But he said if he could do it, so could we. This morning, what's stopping you from giving your life to Christ? You said you went to the altar with him and said, I do. But you're still doing some things that you shouldn't be doing. What is that? Why is that? Are we really to focused to have the light of life? Are we really focused on what he did for us? He suffered. He hung. He bled. He died. He conquered all and rose with all power. Jesus went through great things for us. Are we not willing to go through some great things for him? Help us all this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. I can't look at your sin and overlook mine. He said, the first one, without sin, go ahead and cast stone. Go ahead and kill them. Stop throwing them bricks at him, because you never did no wrong. Jesus answered and said unto them, though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. Oh, boy, look at here, look at here. For I know whence I came and whether I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. I told you they didn't know it. They didn't even know who they was talking to. Because church people, they wrapped up into a building, some pews, the pastor, the choir, the deacon. They wrapped up into putting things in that's not in the house of God. They do it how they want to do it. The Spirit of God is not leading. They're leading over there. The people of God, they go to the house of prayer. He said, come before him with thanksgiving, in and his courts with praise. When we come into the house, we come into the house thanking God. We get a song going first, we sing it unto the Lord, then prayer come forth. And after prayer, whatever else, that he said in his word, but these people make pro- programs and you go by the program and they gonna stick to that program because by a certain time they want to be out of the building. But over at the house of prayer, you may not get out of there at four or five o'clock in the evening because you're allowing God to have his way. Folks need to be fixed in there. Folks need to be delivered and it don't take uh, 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 five minutes. It takes much longer. Sometimes the preachers up, God is speaking the word out of his mouth, and the word is condemning, The word is saving, The word of God is delivered. It don't take five minutes, but it takes much longer. But everybody want to follow what everybody else is doing. Everybody want a big ministry. I don't want nothing mega. I want to know the people I labor among, and I want them to know me. So look, Bipi said he judged after the flesh, I judge no man. Now that's what he said, this Jesus talking. (laughs) Y'all judging me after the flesh, you judging me according to what you think you know, what you done read back in them old books. You have not had an experience with God yet. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Are you new yet? No, because you're judging me after your flesh. And I judge no man. 16 says, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I'm not alone. But I and Father that sent me. Oh, somebody didn't hear it. Somebody think Jesus over there. He's still in the manger, a baby. And they think God is in heaven, and that's the only place he'll be. He don't come to the earth. He don't help nobody. You got to do it for yourself. The devil is a fool and a liar. And I'm a fool and a liar out of you, but you got to let him. He said, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I'm not alone. But I and the Father that sent me. He and his father are one. Jesus come to do the will of him that sent him. He come to do the will of God because God sent him. 17 says, it is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. 18 says, I am one that bear witness of myself and the father that sent me bear witness of me. But see, you got to know the father. You got to know God. You got to go to him for yourself. You went to the altar at the church or wherever you went and you said, I do. Uh, uh, Forgive me for all my sins. Come into my heart and live. I I believe your son Jesus uh, is the son and you so love me. You're singing for me. Come into my heart and live forever. But after that episode, you got to continue in the word of God. you got to continue in prayer so you can grow in him. do be so quick to get a title and run with a title behind their name. Have not been delivered, have not given God their all. They give the world more than they could ever give God. Lazy, won't work on a job five minutes and they all got a family, children, everything. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. We need to be great witnesses unto God through his son, Jesus Christ. We need to get a fixing going for ourselves. Stop looking at other people. Look at us. Stay on the altar until God delivers. You don't get up. Tell me I'm evangelist, so-and-so. I'm a, a, a prophetess. I'm a pastor that. When you know you got faults, great faults that will hurt people, great faults that will cause people to stumble and fall and never fake life, die and go to hell. The only way I want to hurt your feelings is through the word of God. I want you to be condemned. I want you to be convicted because when the word comes, you should be. If you're not Condemned and convicted, you didn't hear the gospel. Because it's a word supposed to get you to thinking so that you'll straighten up and fly right before God. You'll walk up right before him. We all should be walking in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. We don't think about the spirit. It's my thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. And using the term God understands, that's the worst thing you can do because he truly do. He knows the very intent of your heart. And many times I'm not judging anybody. I'm like Jesus. I don't judge. His word judges. And people don't like that. They don't like what his word says. But in loving kindness have I drawn thee. And that's the way I try to do people. Okay, you came and told me what your sin was. I don't have nothing to say about your sin other than, Lord, forgive us. And Father, help us to help each other. Through your son Jesus Christ Help us Lord to walk According to your word Help us to hide your word into our heart That we might not sin against you Help us that when we think on this thing We run to prayer and we run to your word Until you deliver us Because the word will deliver you God will deliver you through praying I'm a living witness Listen, nineteen says this. Then said they unto him, "What that father?" They didn't know him, y'all. They didn't know him. Jesus answered, "You neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also." I remember coming on Facebook and I seen all these people said it was Christian preachers, prophets, da 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 da. And I'm friendly because the Holy Ghost knows everybody. So I'm writing them and sharing with them, inviting them to the show. One lady said, well, why are you asking me? Huh? What? You say you got Jesus, but you have no love for your sister or your brother? You know about Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, but you're not walking accordingly. You're not trusting God with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding and all your ways. You're not acknowledging God so he can direct your path. You're being wise in your own eye. Excuse me. And not fearing the Lord and departing from evil. So you won't know when God sends somebody. You don't have discernment because you're walking in you. And all kind of Things are hanging off you. Words are hanging off of you. But that's all it is, words, because you're not living nothing. That make God please and, and the things that he can accept. And 2024 is coming down. I'm telling you, it's coming down. And if you don't have God, you won't make it. You're going to have to learn to stand still and know that he's God. You're going to have to learn how to trust God. You will have to come up in your faith and you will have to walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody won't have food. Somebody won't have a place to live who never went through that before. Somebody's going to be diagnosed with a sickness that they never thought they could hear. And look, before you got, you're feeling a little bad in this and that. And you was all right, but you going to the doctor. When did the doctor, he gave you the diagnosis, you received the diagnosis, and going all the way down. You done lost so much weight. You're pitiful. Because you never was walking by faith. You was always walking the way you was going and looking where you're going. I don't know where I'm going, and I don't want to know. I want God to lead me all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I don't want to take God's job. I'm too busy figuring it out. I'm too busy hearing what folks wrote about it. I'm too busy uh, believing this. And I, I only can believe God. That's all I want to believe. I don't care what you say about me. Because greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. I've been out here 66 years. Been through the storm and lots of rain, but I can tell you the day I made it because of God. I can tell you the day he delivered me. Hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. He was the one. He called me out of darkness into this marvelous light. Because unless he draw, draw, I couldn't come. He drew me. That's how I could come to him. And once I had a well-made-up mind, came to him, I decided to continue in him, continue in word, applying it to my everyday life. It wasn't always easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus, but he bared it. It wasn't easy for him to suffer, but he did it. Beating and pulling his beard. Oh, we got to do some stuff. Again, this morning, the songwriter says, was well, Jesus better cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone And I know there's a cross for me If I don't suffer I can't reign with him I got to suffer with him in order to reign with him I want to come back with him to judge the world But there's some things that he has to work out in us We have to let go and let God we don't want to let go of God We want to do this thing ourselves What? Yeah, we 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 want to walk in us familiar places. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. So look, open when these words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. They was against him, and they wanted to kill him, but they couldn't touch him. It wasn't time yet. Hallelujah. 21 says, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. He said you're going to die in your sins, because you're refusing him. You're refusing the son of the true and living God that God sent to bless us, to help us. Daily I want them to know I believe you sent your son Jesus And if I believe on him I won't perish But I have everlasting life 22 says Then said the Jews Will he kill himself? Because he said Well I go You cannot come You see When well, you don't have no spiritual nothing no, no discernment No spirit You just talk all to your head Because you don't know what you're talking about, but you're over there at the church house every Sunday with that suit on, with that dress on, carrying your Bible. You done got your car washed up, your hair done, your hair cut, your your suit dry clean, all your shoes shined and you're running over, but you ain't living nothing. You're talking crazy because you don't know him. You don't know who he is. You haven't begin to seek him to find out what he's talking about. You haven't begin to seek to find out who Jesus really was. You went on what the preacher said. You went on what the Sunday school teacher taught because you got to have that building because without that building, you feel like you're losing. You're falling apart. you ready to die. And you will die, he said, in your sin. He said this, and he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I'm not of this world. Now he told us we are in the world but not of the world. We should be working here because after a while it'll be time to clock out. Yeah, you'll clock out for the last time and gone on, on. Either to take your rest or you come back to judge. Hallelujah. 24 says, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. I'm going to say it again. For whom the Son set free is free indeed. So he couldn't set you free. So you continued to sin. And the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. I'm just telling you the truth. 25 says, Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. 26 says, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. and I speak to the world, those things which I have heard of him. What he heard of the fathers would he speak to the world. 27 said, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. You see? 28 said, then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me. I speak these things, but you won't understand because you don't believe. You won't understand because you get sidetracked and you won't remember he suffered for us. He's worthy. He's worthy to put the dope down. He's worthy to put the bottle down. He's worthy to put fornication, adultery, lying, cheating, stealing, and whatever else is wrong He is worthy to put it down for. 29 says, and he that sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone, but I do always those things that please him. Are we saying this today? Are we telling God, Lord, we want to please him? Lord, we want to get right with you. Help me, help me, help me. Teach me your ways. Strengthen me and teach me how to apply your word to my everyday life just the way you want me to live it. That was my prayer. still Because I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't stop me. Only he could. Third, it says, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Thirty-one one says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word, not in what you feel, not in what you think, but according to his word, that word is going to heal us. It won't return void. Whatever is wrong with us, the word, because, let us bleed it out. It'll show us back up and we're good to go. Because before he sold it, he gave us a clean heart, and he renewed the right spirit within us. 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But you got to know the truth. You can't have a watered-down gospel. You got to get the real thing that convict you, the real thing that condemns you, the real thing that pierce your heart. You're going to know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 33 says, they answered him, we we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou you should be made free? You hear this craziness? They don't know among them. They don't know who he is. They're going according to what they flesh feel and what the book of Moses said. See, they messed up. Thirty-four, Jesus answered them, barely, barely, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin. Thirty-five says, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Thirty-six, if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Huh. Thirty-seven says, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Lord, have mercy. God, let your word have full place in us. Let us abide by your word. Walk in it, God. Remember it and obey it daily in the name of Jesus. That my word have no place in you. That's them church folks. lot like of people of God over at the house of prayer. These folks got all kind of names over there. 38 says, I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Oh. 39 says, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. Oh, he's straightening them out. But they offended. You go over there and tell the pastor the truth and don't he get offended? Church members, especially them kind of been going 10, 20, 30 years, got to tell them something. They're not one to get offended. 41 says, and 40 says this, but now you seek the kidney, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Abraham didn't do this. Well, Abraham heard God, but he had a discernment, he had a spirit of God. He, he, he wanted to obey God. He was of God. He had some slips and falls too, lying and all of that. Sarah, my sister. God didn't tell him to go in the God. Sarah did. He didn't obey God there. He obeyed his wife come out with an illegitimate child. That was not the promise when God had told him, I'm giving you a child, a son. That's what he wanted. But because God don't give us what we want as quick as we want it, either we're going to continue in sin or we're going to try to make a move on our own. God, you can do nothing just messing up. And some things you do look like, oh, it's perfect. It's working. It don't last very long. It's not of God. It's of your flesh. For the one says, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them in verse 42, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Can somebody hear that today? And you know what, in this right here, 42, we should be willing to ask God to send us Lord, don't let me go in myself. You send me. If I'm a preacher, if I'm a pastor, if I'm a pastor, and God, I still got holes in me. I need you to mend the holes. And Lord, teach me how to know that you're sending me. I don't want to go on my own. I don't want to be up before these people, just me. Because you didn't send me. I sent myself. I nominated myself. I got plenty of family and I know plenty of people. So I call myself to be a pastor. I call myself to be an apostle. I call myself to be a bishop. All these things. You didn't send me. So I'm teaching them outside of your word. And I'm teaching them about flesh things. I'm not teaching them about the spiritual things. But someone needs the spirit of God to keep me. So how to keep they self, it don't work can keep you. Only God can. 43 says, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. See, many can't hear God. Yeah, they can't hear. 44 says, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and a bold not." The truth, because there's no truth in him when he speaketh the lies of his own. For he's a liar and the father of it. Didn't I tell you that? <laughs> they can't hear. The devil still, they daddy. They still in bondage. They gotta continue that. Oh, I saw so many. They gotta show you what they got for Christmas. They got to dress up every day and look the part. Church folks in the world. Uh, we started out with some things, and, and and once I saw what it was, I couldn't. I started out watching Tyler Perry please, but after I got down the road a ways, I saw what it was. I had to turn it loose. If God is not really in it, I don't want none of it. So men are still in bondage to their daddy, the devil. They're in bondage to sin. But men come to my God and go into the building, to my church, and come out worse than they went in. I'm just telling you the truth. We got to seek God with our whole heart and not part time, sometime a little bit daily. As you driving your car, you seeking God. As you working on your job, you talking to God, you seeking him. As you cleaning your house, cutting your grass, taking your garbage out, whatever you're doing, you seeking God because you're talking to him. And you're not just talking about, Lord, I need a new truck. You're not talking to him, God, I need that new car. Lord, I've been wanting this purse so long. No, we talking to him about us. Fix my heart. Regulate my mind. Teach me how to please you. Teach me how to do that which you can accept. Because God just don't accept any and every thing. In the beginning, he accepted you just like you are. Come unto me. All that are burning in heaven, lady, I'll give you rest. Come on, bring them sins on over here. I'm going to stop you from drinking. I'm going to stop you from cussing. I'm going to stop you. But guess what? After that, he's looking for us to straighten up and again this morning fly right. He's looking for me to come out the many dresses and the tight skirts and the stiletto heels and all the weave and makeup. He's looking for changes in me because his word is changing me. And it's changing me for wanting to do the things of the world. It's changing for me to be competitive with foolishness. He's changing me for being concerned about my wrinkles and my old age. He changed me because I learned to tell him thank you for it because now I've been here and I know some stuff because of him. He changed me from wanting to wear all of this brand stuff because people see me as I got taste or, or whatever they think they see because you're poor, barely paying your bills. But you got to have all this name brand stuff. You're following the world. Look at it now. You're following the world. Once God is in your heart, you don't care nothing about all of that. As long as you clean, you hair clean, you good. But we concerned about what other folks think of us, and yet we scream in Jesus. Come on, God know better. We honor Him with our lips, but our heart be far from it. We say Him one thing, but our heart is saying another. There's a way to seem good right to a man, but the that rub is destruction, because you following the world. You're not following the ways of God. Nobody telling me nothing, and we want the world think we hip like they are. I'm not hip like the world. I'm the daughter of God. And I want to carry myself accordingly. I'm not dressing up so you can like me, because I have the anointing of God. And guess what? I have the favor of God. If I go in a raggedy a den then a mango seed, they're not going to treat me no kind of way. Because as soon as I open my mouth, good oh. And the spirit of the Lord will come on my behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 45 says, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. 46 says, which of you convince me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? 47 says, he that is of God, hears God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God you of the world. Talking about God, but your heart somewhere else. You're not living unto God. You're living unto your flesh and what people think. 48 says, Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaria and hast the devil. Now you know mine messed up. Jesus answered, I have not a devil. But I honor my Father and ye do dishonor me. 50. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judges. 50. Barely, barely I say unto you, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. What? Saints don't die. They pass away. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it to you like this. They sleep away. 52 come back and told him this. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my sins, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? Yes, he is. And the prophets are dead, who makest thou thyself? That's verse 53. 54 says, Jesus answered. If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honors me, for whom ye say that he is your God. 55, yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 57 says this, Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. Then took they up stones, 59, to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by." Do you see all of this? Yeah. Do you see all of this? The truth sets and makes free, but we gotta want it. Yeah. We gotta want it, and we gotta know that we need the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is, and we gotta have Jesus, and we gotta seek him, Asking him, God, teach me, teach me. Because he said he wouldn't have us ignorant. So we constantly going to him for teaching. Teach me thy way, oh God. Show me, Lord. Teach me how to apply your word to my everyday life. Give me a hunger and a thirst for your word and for a prayer life. Don't let me be walking in my flesh, God. Because let me tell you, that flesh will trick you. That flesh will tell you, Honey, you need a man. You don't know the man for yourself, and when he come, he talking about no marriage. He talking about land and plan and everything else. And then in some cases, he may say, "Oh, you all right with me? And we can play house. Don't you move in with me? I will move in with you." God don't honor that. He honor marriage. And God honor men that respect what he put into place. He don't respect the man coming over there trying to get a woman to do wrong. He don't respect the woman trying to get a man to do wrong. But we got to seek Jesus with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, we got to acknowledge him. He will direct our path. And I need his direction. Because following my own direct, I'm all in the ditch. Yeah, I done fell in the ditch. I done had accidents. I done ran into the train. I just done messed up everything. Because I don't know nothing. I don't know how to do nothing. But under his leadership, he lead and guide me. in the right path for His namesake. His name on it. So if you continue to do that, where you end up is going to be perfect. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. He's on our side today in spite of us. He's looking beyond our fault, yet meeting our needs. And we need to go to him so that we can get it right with Him in 2024. And not just because of 2024, it's just right to do right. We need God. I know people think, well in 2024, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do... No, what you need is to seek God. Let Him direct your path. The more you seek Him, the better your life is going to become. In the beginning, yeah, you're going to be bored. You're, oh, man. Yeah. But as you fight that flesh of boredom and say, Jesus is worth it. He made me be worth it to find out what his word says concerning me. He made me be worth it to go back with him when he comes. That heaven become my home. But if we plan, we won't get there. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus. So listen, we're moving right along this morning. And um, the studio is open. And if there's anyone have something today that they would like to say in 2024, please feel free to press that number one and come in. Yesterday, Blog Talk was down. The other day, it was all just one thing after another. And I stay with Blog Talk because I like them, and I believe this is where God have me, and I just have to have patience with them. But I don't like the fact that them charging me and stuff going wrong, And a while back, for days, oh, it was just a mess. And I'm writing them, telling them, and then they taking their time and all of this. And then when I mention about my money, about my payment, they don't want to say nothing about giving me my money back or not charging me. Because you didn't give me service, really. And I'm going in. I done got up to do my show in the morning Done sent out everything to Twitter uh, uh, wherever I see Instagram, Facebook, everywhere, and they know something is wrong. I think I should have my money back because people looking at me cross-eyed. Yeah. It says, please let us know if there are still difficult cultures or if you may still be experiencing a technical issue affecting the live shows on Blog Talk so we can look into this further and check your requests with the team. About compensation, we'll make sure to check your request further with the team. Yeah, in the meantime, please allow a little more time. We'll get back to you with an update as soon as possible. Okay, all I can say is thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And please do, and please do about my payment. Yeah, I should have said about my money. Yeah, because right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, because every time I turn around, something is wrong. Yeah, but I'm praying that the Lord fix Blog Talk. I bless to increase in finances. So if that's the problem, they won't have it, so I won't have trouble. Pay the people, the technicians, whoever they need to pay extra well. Uh, hire more employees, whatever they need to do. I'm ask the Lord to help them to do all of these things that'll make. Me be able to come on faithfully like I'm supposed to, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're going a little bit further this morning. We're going to the song, and when we come back, the studio is still open. Uh, If you want to tell us what your New Year commitment was to God or to yourself, please feel free to press that number one and come in and share with us. I am going to work uh, a little while to get some live guests to come in and bring a word. Also, I'm still doing cookie dough. So I got to get the flyer back out there, uh, the cookie dough flyer, because somebody may still want to buy some because they wasn't able to get it for Christmas. And so I'll put that back out there later on, hopefully today, and I'll get that rolling again, and it will be all right. I sold some now. I sold some. And they asked him, well, you want to go ahead and receive payment? I said, no, I'll leave it for a minute. You want to redo it? I said, yeah, I want to start it over again and just get it all at one time, you know, not in bits and pieces. And so it's all right today, in Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to this one this morning, and again, when we come back, the studio is open. If you have something you would like to say, feel free to press that number one and come in. (laughs) Tomorrow, son, this morning, when God shines His light on you, Hallelujah! I love that number, right? There. I love that song, so I play it often. I was looking to um, make sure no hands are raised over here. Okay, I was looking to at um, John chapter 14 and verse 6, and this is what it says: Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Now, this is what he was trying to get them to understand. You can't go to the Father without me. He changed things. You didn't know God had changed things and and you've been in this house all this time. Who temple is this? of God is this because evidently uh, God is not a it's not the house of prayer yeah but God is speaking to us and he give us chance after chance after chance to get it right with him yes he does and he love us today in spite of us yeah he, he made man in his own image and uh, he loved man. He, re, he he did so much, but man just could not obey. We come from a sinful nature, Jesus. I mean, God realized that even when He told Noah He was going to have to destroy man because He couldn't strive with man no more. He couldn't go no further with man. Man heart was evil from the beginning, and His word to show us. In sin, did my mother conceive me? Come from a sin for nature. We didn't come from heaven. So we have issues, and we need to carry all our troubles to the Lord and leave them there. As often as we remember, ask God to deliver us. Let us walk upright before you. I want to be not like Enoch. I, I, I want to go from earth to heaven. I don't want to die. I don't want any of that. I just want to go straight to God. Because these other places I don't know about, where God is is peace, is joy, is happiness. These other places is painful. Sinners over there, I don't want to hang out. Hallelujah. Nonbelievers, nonchelpers, I don't want to hang out. They're not my brothers and sisters. Because see, you treat your brothers and sisters a certain way, which reminds me I got to call my brother today. <laughs> Yeah, you treat them a certain way. You don't treat them like you treat everybody else. It's blood. Mhm. Looking right quick at Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14, it says, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Because, look, we need to go to him for everything. We need to trust him. We need to believe him. Let go of your troubles. Let go of your worrying, your overthinking. Uh, uh, You're just overdoing too much. Let it go. Put it on the altar. Walk away. Put it on the altar. Let God have it. Don't lend it to God. Don't let God borrow it. Don't let God hold it. Leave it there. Give it to him and walk away. Tell God you can have this alone. I, I I can't do this. Yeah. And walk away. He heard you the first time you prayed. I promise you he heard your prayer. And if he didn't move yet, there's a reason for it. Yeah. There's a reason for him not moving. But as you continue to wait on him, you're going to get to see the move. And it's going to work together for your good. And sometimes you let us to look back and show up, see. Had I did this for you at the time you wanted it, it would have messed up everything. But because I am God and I have perfect timing, look look how you did But we don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. We don't want to hear that. All we want is give me what I ask for. That's all I want I I don't need that other stuff You need it all And we don't want to be church people We want to be the people of God The saints of God The children of God Because church folks, they go to church I don't want to just go to church He is the church Wherever I am, there he is Yeah Because he's in me And wherever I go, he's right there Yeah, he's beholding the evil and the good. Because again this morning, his eyes are in every place. And that's why I say to people, oh, don't judge me, God. Know my heart. You don't know what you're saying. You truly know it. He know more than you think he know. Because a lot of times we think, oops, I did it, and I'm not going to say nothing like God didn't see it. It's best we open our mouth and confess to Him. Lord, I know You saw what I done, and God forgive me. Help me when this thing come back around; it don't find me willing to do it again. I need You to help me, Father, because without You, I can't do nothing. And I don't really want to do this again because it's against You. Got to talk to Him. We talk to Him about what we want to Never get in trouble. Uh, sure enough down straight or well, we talking to god but we want to talk to him before we get there i want to talk to him before trouble come i want to have a working relationship with him before any trouble come and then i'm going to god because of my trouble he then gave me time to come to him before trouble arrived And when I tell you, if what you want, let it go, he's going to move. But as long as you holding on to it, he can't move because you got it. Put it on the altar and walk away. What you want, a new car, put it on the altar and walk away. What you want, the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, put it on the altar. What you want, a better paying job, put it on the altar and walk away, leave it alone. Because somebody don't have a job at all. The Lord was showing me some things the other night. I think it was New Year night. How blessed I am. How he has blessed me because I couldn't bless myself. He was showing me how blessed I am. I have a roof over my head. Food for my belly. Water to drink. Yeah. Washer and dryer. Don't have to go to a laundry house or laundromat. Do it in the laundry room. Hot and cold running water. Soap. Yeah. The shower with. Somebody don't have that luxury. Somebody's homeless. Toothbrush, mouthwash, all these things he has given unto me. I'm blessed. Carpet and rugs on the floor. My feet don't have to be cold in the winter. Gave me clothes and shoes to wear. I have internet, telephone, all of God has blessed me. Wake me up every morning. I'm looking back at that New Year's night. How he has blessed me. Then I've seen others that are about his privilege. Others don't have it. God is faithful. And we should want to be faithful unto him, and he will give us a crown of life that will never fade away. But it goes beyond that for me. I I, I want that crown of life that will never fade away, but I want to just be faithful because he's worthy. It's right to do right today. So we want to hold on to God's unchangeable hand and walk up right before him in the name of Jesus. So look, we're going to one more song of the morning, and when I come back, if no one have anything they would like to say, I'll just pray us out. Oh, you know what? I promised Brother Ernest uh, a request, I mean a, a, a dedication. Brother Ernest, I'm going to dedicate this song to you this morning. I'm so sorry I'm so late getting to do it, but I want to dedicate it to you, and I am going to see what time it is, 9.19 i will be able to tell him I did it at 9 a.m. And he can go down and find it. Yeah. And I just play, just hear his dedication. Somebody I
3: never
5: sleep. Now you see. I can count on God. through. And I can see all oh, these blessings He's given to me. When I look at my children, they all doing fine. He gave me peace, he gave me peace of mind. Oh, thank God! Another blessing. Somebody said thank you, Jesus. Oh, He opened the door Every time there's a door He's blessing my children Every time there's a door He's blessing my family Every time there's a door I want to, I want to Tabon you. abon wanna, ki
3: Tabon na abon na sai wanna, abon Tabon na Tabon na I Tabon Tabon na Tabon na I na
5: I got it.
0: it and uh, I thank God for it. I think Sister Jerry called dropped. I don't know if she hung it up or it just dropped this morning because I'm only back charging people a penny a minute to listen, you know, on their phone to the show or to call in. And that is just straight up sad to me. About they, uh so many scammers uh people you know listening to podcasts and all this stuff but what it is they got to pay something in the backdrop so they're making the people pay for it yeah but uh if i have unlimited minutes i should be able to call anywhere i want yeah and here as long as i want to hear yeah because i'm unlimited in minutes hallelujah all right we're going to pray out and we pray the lord Bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And yesterday we had it for uh, Wilderness Experiences. But what happened is, uh, Blog Talk was down, the system was down, so we're going to try to do that Wilderness Experience tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be looking for uh, some different preachers to bring uh, for this year to share with us. So, y'all pray for me. Thank God for each and every one of you, those coming through the archives and the podcast. God bless you this morning. God bless you. I know Minister Shonda, um, and I know uh, Minister Sinner, they have uh, different positions now. So, a lot of the times what they used to do, they can't do it no more, so they have to catch the podcast. But I thank God for each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Uh, I, her, I haven't heard from her in a while But praying that she's blessed She's blessed And so I thank God for everybody Brother Anthony and, and uh, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning Sister Irene, Sister Dorothy Goodman God bless you Sister Mary Ann, God bless you this morning And uh, Brother George West Terry Thank God for you Thank God for you Oh yeah, what blessings What blessings And so I give God the glory and and the praise For all he's doing for us Yeah, to keep us going right here So we thank him, let's pray Father God, in the name of Jesus We thank you, Lord We can't say thank you enough We can't give glory and and praise unto you enough For all you have done for us What you're doing right now, Father And what you're going to do As we depart Father, I ask that you would bless every family represented here Do the same for those that come through the archives and the podcast Bless their friends near and far, their family members near and far And the family members that are in the home with them God bless today Ask that your anointing would go through and fix every situation In the name of Jesus Fix all our hearts and regulate our minds Father, help us to stand on your word and standing still, knowing that we are going to see your salvation. Help us, God, to walk by faith and not by sight and strengthen us in this new year as things come our way, unexpected things, things we do nothing about. Father, help us to know that you're God and you're yet on our side. Hallelujah. You're for us. And your word said you be for us. You're more than the whole world against us. Father, we ask this morning that, God, you would touch and heal those that are sick. Lord, we know you heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it for your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Bless those that are incarcerated this morning, Father, moved by your spirit. God, you know what's going on, and, Lord, you know how evil works. And, Lord, not everybody wanted to be evil, but, God, they did some things and ended up there. Like the woman this morning, God, who was accused of adultery, caught in the very act. And, Lord, many inmates have been caught in the very act. But, God, we know you're able to forgive them and let their accusers know the first one without sin cast the first stone. Move today, Father. For inmates, in the name of Jesus, you know the very intent of these people's hearts. Father, we ask this morning that you would bless those that are incarcerated. I mean, those that are in every branch of the military. Lord, men and women, bless the administration of our military. God, have mercy this morning upon them all. And Lord, show them the way to go. But Lord, we want to continue to be saved what shouldn't come into the country we bind it up in the name of jesus and father we cast it to the pits of hell never to return For lord you have blessed america and god you're continuing to bless us but we turn a blind eye to you forgive us this morning of all our sins and wrongdoings O oh god in the name of jesus and help us this day we thank you for your forgiveness Father, we ask that you would bless the leadership of our country, America, moved by your spirit in a mighty way, in the name of Jesus. Lead and guide these people in the right path for your namesake, not according to our will, but according to your will, in the name of Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters everywhere, overseas, oh God. Move for them, touch and heal, fix hearts, regulate minds. Father, I ask those that don't have food that, God, you would give food, give water, medication, whatever they need today, oh God. Ask that you would do it in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. As we depart this morning, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And, Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you, January the 3rd. 2024 in Jesus name so at this time I'm going to say bye bye and have a blessed day we're not going to the last song of the morning hallelujah oh, we another blessed day.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking
2: people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
5: lucky in line at
2: the deli I guess Haha, in my dentist's office